0: Art books Anita S. J. ASMI Not the End Chronicles Chapter 45 The next day and almost all of the next week was a routine, though it got us to be a little more comfortable with each other. We discussed simple things around but shared our honest views on them. I was coming to realize he was actually quite easy to be with. At home, there were plans for a farmhouse visit this weekend. Being a Friday, we were to leave the next morning. Just as we had been walking to the office every day, we both stepped into the reception. The place looked different today. It looked like some celebration was on. Sara approached us and offered us small bouquets of red roses. And wished us, Happy Valentine's Day. It was strange that I had not even noticed the coming of this day. It took me back the memory lane when the day had been so important. It reminded me of the future I had wanted with Anand and had dared to even dream. That was when I was madly in love with him and would have died or even killed to spend this day with him. I had looked forward to form happy memories of this day. I had anticipated the relation between us to take some shape. I had yearned for some kind of bonding to happen between us on this special day. I laughed at my naivety of a long time ago. As usual, we started work and worked on till noon. At 12 o'clock, I received a call. It was from Paris. I had to take this call. So I excused myself to go to the sofa to take it. Hello, Paris. Paras. Uh, sir. I said and waited to hear some good news from him eagerly. My ears scratched as I heard uncontrollable coughs from the other side. What happened? Are you okay? I asked. A little cough. He said, Why don't you go to the doctor? Your cough is sounding bad. I said, deeply concerned, I wouldn't know if it was only cough or that he had been beaten by Paragbhai and was hiding it from me. Varsha is not ready to talk to me. Now how am I to talk to? <coughs> bhai Sa, when he is upset already, you know how things are over here. <coughs> he said, you have to fight it out and please remember no one can help you. If you intend to marry, you have to gather courage to talk to Badi Bhaisa. Right decisions have to be taken at the right time for them to be called right ones. You can't avoid hurting Badi Bhaisa. Listen to me first. You can't avoid it. Or else, give it up right away. I warned him. (coughs) Bhavisa, I can't live without seeing her even for a day. (coughs) You know what I'm going to do. (coughs) I'm going to camp outside her house today. I'm not... (coughs) Coming back until I see her. He said, I laughed and said, I know you will not break your promise to me. I know you well enough by now. Now please cheer up and face it. All the best and call me after 10 pm to tell me what happened. I'm busy now, okay? I came back to my seat, all smiles. I had forgotten for a while that I was in the office. On deeper contemplation, my heart sank. It was crystal clear from what he spoke that Varsha was waiting for him to talk to Paragbhai for permission to get married. I was suddenly feeling sick with nervousness in my tummy, but I knew deep within my heart that something good would come out of it. Paris and Varsha deserved only the best. Unexpectedly positive I strongly felt the outcome was going to be, or so I hoped. Letting out a sigh of relief when I glanced up at Anand to indicate I was ready to continue with the work, his flushed red face scared the very life out of me. Are you not feeling well? I asked. No. Yes. I mean, yes, I'm not. He agreed. Are you hungry? Did you skip breakfast today? Your face is red. You need rest, I said as my own heart thudded restlessly. Yes, he said and got up to shift to the sofa. As he was passing by my chair, I held his palm in both of my hands, still sitting though. You don't have fever, I said as I held his hand for a brief moment. I swirled around in my chair, eyes following him till he reached the sofa. He settled on the sofa and removed the first button of his shirt, saying, Can't, can't breathe. I walked up to him. Please lie down for some time. Shall I reduce the temperature of the AC? Shall I get some water? Not waiting for his answer, I got a glass of water for him. He took a sip for me to feel nice. His trembling hands couldn't hold the glass steady. I gripped his hand, squeezed his fingers hard to assure him, but I'm sure he did not even feel it. You're breathing too fast, Anand. Take easy, slow breaths. I told him. He reclined his neck on the back of the sofa as he closed his eyes. I let go of his hand. Please lie down. I repeated. He looked at me with so much anguish in his eyes it made me want to take his hands and hold it tight. But it was like some energy around him, drawing him in, forcing me away. I'm fine. He said firmly with closed eyes for me to realize he needed to be left alone. I could hear my own heart beating unevenly as I kept staring at him. He opened his eyes after some time and caught me still looking at him. But I wasn't self-conscious, instead he was. He ran a trembling hand over his chin. Weariness flashed across his face, but he was not comfortable with things pulling out of his control. Sucking in another breath as if readying for a battle, he gathered the courage to face me and behaved as if nothing was wrong with him. We had a quiet lunch, not intentionally, but naturally. I just could not make any small talks today. I could sense that he did not want me to prod and I had to respect his wish. I kept checking his face and searching in his eyes for some explanation though, more out of concern than just curiosity. The rest of the day I tried to be friendlier. But he had composed his nerves. Only the tightness around his eyes and the slight shaking of his hands betrayed his unease. He spoke very little. His voice, though steady, his smile was brittle. His clear distress did something odd to my breathing. His refusal to marry me had made every little prick in my life hurt so much worse. And like a wounded tiger, I had lashed out on anand Not once or twice, but almost every time he tried to befriend me. Stunned with the realization that I had wronged someone, I could scarcely string two thoughts together. That haunting sense of rightness would not leave me. A thousand thoughts were chasing each other in my brain. Enough. I refused to examine the turmoil of emotions he caused. Pondering over my faults was consuming too much brain power. Fingers curled in agitation, gripping the edge of the table. I tried talking myself out of the guilt, but a wet splash dashed my hand, followed by more. Luckily, I was a quiet crier. I had trained myself into hiding weaknesses and exhibiting strength and confidence. I had to wait until I had retreated to my room to let it all out. Given my conduct, I deserved to cry. Sorrow of the guilty. I could not ignore the unhelpful prick of my conscience. And what was I to do about it? Except be nice to him now on. After dropping me home after work, he went to the apartment to pack for the farmhouse. He must have taken some rest as he and Lovely reached the bungalow almost at dinner time. Asmi, Not the End Chronicles by Anita S.J. To be continued.